On today's show, we're talking about Aaron Judge again because we need to. The Yankees are playing a quick two-game series against the Pittsburgh Pirates in Yankee Stadium, but there are so many storylines, it's like an 80s General Hospital episode. We have players chasing history, players returning to the mound, players making their Yankees debut, and players who were part of a trade throwing against their former team for the first time. Plus, some people are not happy about the possibility of Friday's game being on Apple TV, and we're going to discuss that. So get ready, because a new Locked on Yankees is next. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tuesday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. Before we begin, and as I smash my hand, we need to correct something from yesterday. Or not correct something, I need to explain something from yesterday's show. I mentioned how all of Aaron Judge's batted balls on Sunday, even his out, were barrels, and that it was the first time someone had done that in the StatCast era, but I neglected to tell you what that actually means, because I had a brain fart. I apologize for that moment. I couldn't even remember what that meant, so I'm going to explain what a barrel is. Hmm. And this is directly from the source. The barrel classification is assigned to batted ball events whose comparable hit types in terms of exit velocity and launch angle have led to a minimum 500 batting average and 1,500 slugging percentage. And that was since StatCast was implemented MLB-wide in 2015. Basically, to be barreled, a batted ball requires an exit velocity of at least 98 miles per hour. At that speed, balls struck with a launch angle between 26 and 30 degrees always garner barreled classification. So Aaron Judge did that five times on Sunday. All five of his balls were over 110 miles per hour. He had the highest exit velocity that day of everyone. His lowest was 110.3. His highest was 115.4. Yeah. So there's the barrel for you. That's the explanation. So the explanation is Aaron Judge hits the crap out of the ball. We all know that, but that's just more proof that he hits the crap out of the ball. Now, speaking of that, Mike Petriello over at MLB.com wrote a piece about how well Judge is doing this year and not just because of his home runs, which is what I said yesterday, but he explains it better in his article. It's basically about his entire performance and how it's possibly one of the best hitting seasons ever. I told you. I told you yesterday. (laughs) Okay. Now he opens the article by saying... This is going to sound like total nonsense, but we're going to say it anyway. Too much attention is being paid to Aaron Judge's pursuit of Babe Ruth, Roger Maris, and various Yankees' right-handed American League home run records. He continues, it's not that it's not noteworthy or incredible or historic. It's obviously all of those things and more. It's just that 
if all we talk about are the homers, we risk missing out on the totality of the 316-419-701 season that Judge is having at the plate. This isn't an empty 40-home run season like some of the years those sluggers barely had an OBP over 300. This is, by any measure, one of history's greatest all-around hitting seasons, and that includes the 91% of his plate appearances where he's not hitting balls into the stratosphere. (laughs) So his OPS Plus is adjusted for park and era and compares players' performances to the rest of the league this season, or that season, that particular season. The league average is 100, which is what Josh Donaldson is doing. Judge's OPS Plus is 213, which makes him more than twice as good as a league average 2022 hitter. It's one of the best 25 seasons in Major League Baseball history. It's one of just 50 seasons all time to see a 200 OPS plus or better. It's because of the homers, obviously, but it's more than that because he leads an OBP on base percentage and walks and runs among other categories, not to mention all sorts of stat cast metrics, which I brought up earlier with the barrels. And he might even win the triple crown, which I brought up yesterday. So yeah, it is kind of funny that it feels like a lot of people are dismissing what Judge is doing because they're... It's so odd to say this because they're paying too much attention to the home runs and not paying attention to the fact that he's doing everything else. He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable at his size. To do what he's doing, to make it so pitchers are throwing mistakes at him and instead of swinging through them, he's hitting them for singles. He's hitting them for doubles. He's hitting them for home runs. It's crazy. And sure, he's striking out. He always strikes out. That's a given. A lot of guys strike out. But what he's doing this year is just holy, holy cow. (laughs) Just, it's amazing. It's a possibility that he might pass Maris this weekend. Yeah, he has 16 games to pass him. I think he's going to do it. I hope he does it. That would be great. Um, Now, there's a whole bunch of other comparisons that they make in this article, and I suggest you read it. It's on MLB.com. There's also a link to it on Yankees.com. Let's see. So Judge has played in 142 games, 631 plate appearances, and the latter is more than all but seven players in the majors. So all those discussions about him being injury prone also seem silly. Because the last two seasons, he's stayed healthy. And how has he stayed healthy? He started doing yoga. Who knew? No, we discussed this last season. Um, Gabrielle Starr, who used to host Locked on Red Sox, and I had that discussion about both Stanton and Judge doing yoga and helping them out. Now, it didn't seem to help Stanton out too much this season, but it's definitely helped Judge. Let's not jinx him. So, uh, yeah, Aaron Judge having one of the best hitting seasons of all time. Enjoy this. As I said yesterday, enjoy it. And there are people on Twitter who 
a Braves fan that I know said, can someone make a bot that lets us know whenever Pujols and Judge are up so we can watch them <laughs> in case they hit the milestones they need to hit? Because Pujols is two away from 700 and Judge is two away from Maris, three away from passing him. So in a moment, we're going to talk about the Yankees and the Pirates and the different storylines surrounding this series. That's what it is. It's a series, a two-game quick little series between the Yankees and the Pirates. And as you know, the Yankees and Pirates split in PNC in July. Hopefully that won't be the case this time, but we'll find out when it happens. So... Before we get into that, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. It's also where you can do a bunch of Aaron Judge prop bets. You can bet on whether he'll win the Triple Crown, his total home runs. Now, it's 12 to 5 that he'll hit 64 and 6 to 5 that he'll hit 65 or more. Then there's props about which inning he'll hit his 60-second home run, what type of home run the 60-second home run will be, solo, two-run, three-run, grand slam. There's a whole bunch of things. So you can do that. And you can find all the latest NFL developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. Subscribe now to Locked on Yankees on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. So it's a quick, cute little two-game series between the Yankees and the Pirates, and there are tons of storylines happening here. Harrison Bader making his Yankees debut. Don't know the lineup yet. It's too early in the day to know the lineup, but just assume that you're going to see him in center field. Now, the interesting thing is, who are we seeing in left field? Will it be Aaron Hicks? Or will they put Oswaldo Cabrera out there? Because they had been having him taking some practice in left field. And at this point, it feels like the Yankees might go that route but Hicks did hit some stuff against Milwaukee and it's possible that the Yankees put him in left field we'll find out later today but Harrison Bader finally making his Yankees debut we've been waiting for this since the trade deadline although we knew it wasn't going to happen until September but September is finally here September is almost over (laughs) so tonight's matchup Nestor Cortez against Luis Ortiz. Now, obviously, the Yankees have not faced Luis Ortiz because he literally just came up. He pitched last week for the first time on the 13th. He had five Ks in that game. And he will be facing Nestor Cortez, who's 10-4 and with a 2.70 ERA, 142 strikeouts. And that is in 140 innings. So yeah, the Yankees haven't faced this guy, and the Pirates, let's see, Michael Chavis, no, Chavis, Michael Chavis, in three at-bats against Cortez, has a home run, three runs batted in, Greg Allen, only one at-bat, 
Tyler Heineman has one at, oh no, three at bats, no hits. Same thing with Greg Allen, no hits. So, um, yeah, uh, they don't have anything here for Bader at all, but I'm sure that they'll fix that for tomorrow's matchup. So there are two big storylines happening in Wednesday's game. Rowanzi Contreras pitching for Pittsburgh. He was part of the Jamison Tyone trade, and he's doing pretty well. And Luis Severino returning. I told you, so many storylines. Not as exciting as, you know, Luke and Laura saving the world from the Cassadines and their crazy weather machine. But, you know, it's pretty dramatic here. So Luis Severino is 5-3 with a 3.45 ERA, 95 strikeouts. The last time he pitched was a long time ago. Seven thirteen against Cincinnati. And we're going to talk about that in a second because uh, the Yankees have issues against teams from the NL Central, of which the Pirates are part of. And speaking of the Pirates, Severino pitched against them on July 6th. He got the win. That's partly because the Yankees scored so many runs, but it's also because he threw six innings, only gave up four hits, did not give up any runs, did not walk a batter, and struck out three. And then Rowanzi Contreras, 5-4 and four with a 3.24 ERA, 74 strikeouts. And that is in 83 and one-third innings. He made the start against Cincinnati on September 14th, only lasted four innings, gave up one run on three hits, didn't walk anyone, struck out three. He got the win against St. Louis on September 9th, pitched five and one-third, gave up one run on four hits, two walks, one strikeout. And against Toronto, did not get the decision on September 3rd, but through six innings, one run on four hits, two walks, five strikeouts. And in his last seven games, he's three and two with a 2.29 ERA, 31 strikeouts in 39 and one-third innings. So it's always fun to see these kinds of storylines during series, especially because of the New York Yankees, Pittsburgh Pirates pipeline that always seems to happen. (laughs) So, oh, one more thing about Severino, his final rehab start, he threw four and one third innings. So look for him to go at least that far into the game, depending on his pitch count, which hopefully won't be too high. Uh, Just don't expect him to be pitching, you know, far into the game. Just cross your fingers that he stays healthy. That's the main thing with Luis Severino that we all want. Just stay healthy and be okay. But as I alluded to earlier, the Yankees are having an issue with the NL Central this year. The only team that they really took care of were the Cubs. They split the two-game series in PNC with the Pirates. What's going to happen this time? Who knows? (laughs) Let's hope it's a sweep. As I said last week, the important thing for the Yankees is they need to win series. They did not do that against Milwaukee, but let's hope they can do it against the Pirates, and let's hope they can do it against the Red Sox this weekend. Oh, and speaking of the Pirates... Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates and yours truly are going to do a crossover post-series episode on Thursday. 
which should be interesting. So we'll see how this series goes. So in a moment, we're going to talk about the fact that some people are upset that the Yankees are going to be on Apple TV on Friday night because it's possible that you won't hear Michael Kay call Aaron Judge's record-breaking home run. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Baseball fans are notoriously stubborn and don't like change. And we've seen that with the advent of the streaming service broadcast. Now, I understand that some people like more traditional baseball broadcasts and don't really like the whole streaming thing. And you just have to expect for there to be some hiccups you know, they're learning as they go along. And, you know, it takes some time for people to become good broadcasters, really. Like, you have to find your voice. You have to find your footing. It's not that easy to do. But I do understand that Yankee fans would prefer to hear John Sterling or Michael Kay have the Aaron Judge call. And there are a lot of people who don't like the Apple TV broadcasts. Honestly, the last one I watched, I think, was when the Yankees played the Royals. Was that the last one they were on? Wait a minute. No, there had to have been one in between that because that was a long time ago. And I found myself tuning out to what they were saying. But to be honest, I do that when I'm watching Yes sometimes. And then something will get my attention. And, you know, like I, I really do pay attention to the game action more than I pay attention to what people are talking to or talking about unless... <laughs> I hear something that, you know, makes me turn my attention to the TV um, or make my ears perk up, you know, because sometimes the people in the booth say things and you think to yourself, wait, did they really just say that? The other thing going on, besides people being not so happy about the possibility of <laughs> Judge's home run being called during an Apple TV broadcast, is the fact that Ryan Rucco has, is stepping aside and allowing John Sterling to call games, I believe, the rest of the season because Sterling was cutting back on his games. The man is 84 years old. He's tired. I know he is. But I also know that he wants to call history. So he's going to be around to call Judge's 60-second home run whenever it happens. I made a joke that maybe the Yankees should rest Judge on Friday night, just in case he doesn't get to 62 before then. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's just a joke. I'm just kidding. Um, maybe he'll get there before Friday night. Maybe this is a moot point. Or as Joey Tribbiani from Friends would say, a moo point. Because everything is moo, or whatever the stupid quote is. Um, I just find it amusing that people will find every little thing to complain about to complain about. And, you know, I'm usually one of those people, but I also find that some people complain too much. And if I think you're complaining too much about the Apple TV broadcast, you are. I will say, and I've said it many times about the Apple TV broadcast, the picture is unbelievable. It really is like going from SD to HD all those years ago the difference. When I first went to my friend's house and saw what HDTV looked like, I couldn't believe it. Watching SD was like watching something underwater. 
And it's getting to that point now where you watch the Apple TV broadcast and you think, wow, this is the clearest I've ever seen anything on a screen. It's unbelievable. The green of the field almost looks fluorescent. It's just so nice. It really is. So I give them that. But again, give them some time. You know, things don't start off well right away. People have to find their footing. The other complaint that people have, mostly men, is that they don't like hearing women on the broadcasts, which... (laughs) Sorry, dudes. (laughs) You're going to have to get used to that. Women like to talk about sports. Women like to cover sports. It's been happening for decades now, and you're going to have to get used to it. Sometimes people will say that women don't have the right voice to call baseball. There are some male broadcasters that don't have great voices also, but they still have jobs. So you're going to have to deal with it. That's We're in 2022 now. I went to school to become a broadcaster in the mid-90s. And people were trying to stop me from doing it. And then I ended up going into sales when I graduated college and stayed in sales for years. Then I started writing about baseball, and then I started podcasting about baseball. And here we are, all these years later, my degree is finally useful. My dad would be so proud. (laughs) So don't worry so much about the Apple TV broadcast. Maybe Judge will have another two-home run performance tonight and then break the record tomorrow. We won't have to worry about this. Actually, let's see. I don't even know where the games are being shown tonight and tomorrow. Okay. Yes, tomorrow. I mean, today. Today's Tuesday, right? Yes. It's on Yes Tonight. And I'm assuming it's on Yes Tomorrow. I don't think it would be on Amazon. Yeah. Both games are on Yes. So maybe Judge will have, or maybe he'll do one home run tonight and two home runs tomorrow night. That could work. That would be good for Judge. And then Michael Kay can make the call, and John Sterling can make the call. Sterling's going to make the call anyway. Um, And then some people, I looked on Reddit, because there were a lot of people complaining about the possibility that that Kay might not call the home run. And then someone said, yeah, but we always, you know, we have Sterling, and you could just put his voice over the video of Judge hitting number 62. But it's really not the same. Um, Michael Kay was very diplomatic on his show because Don LaGreca brought that up and said, you know, what will happen if Judge passes Maris on the Apple TV broadcast? And uh, Kay said he would be okay with it. I wouldn't. Let's be real. Let's be real. I wouldn't if I were Michael Kay. (laughs) I know he's called a lot of cool things. He really has. When you think of Michael Kay's broadcasting career and all of the things that he's gotten to call... It's amazing. But wouldn't you want to be the one to call someone breaking Roger Maris's record of 61, 61 years later? Yeah, you would. You would. But I know he had to be diplomatic. He can't say on his show, yes, of course I want to do it. But you know he's thinking it. I know you are, Michael. You're human. It's not surprising, really. (laughs) So to recap, Aaron Judge is good. 
he's really, really, really good. And it's not just home runs. It's everything else that he's doing. And he's having a season for the ages and everyone should appreciate it. Even people who don't like the Yankees should appreciate what Aaron Judge is doing right now. The Yankees and Pirates are playing. Lots of storylines. Harrison Bader making his Yankees debut. Finally. Luis Severino coming back. Roanzi Contreras pitching against the Yankees, the team that traded him for Jamison Tyone. Lots of stuff happening in this series. And will Aaron Judge hit his home run, his record-setting home run? Yankee record-setting, by the way. The record is still 73. Will he hit that home run on Friday during the Apple TV broadcast? Or will he do it before? Or will he do it after? Who knows? We'll find out. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button to like us, comment, and click the bell notification so you know when our videos go up. And now that you've made us your first listen, why not make the Locked On MLB podcast your second listen? MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Tuesday, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.